In this series, Beckett Talks, Access Beckett, we will give you advice and help you on your journey to being a student with us. The episode will cover everything from application, completing your personal statement and financing your studies. Welcome to Access Beckett, a podcast series for anyone over the age of 21 who's considering studying for the first time at university. I'm Robin. In our last episode, we discussed the UCAS application process. And for this episode, I thought I'd spend some time taking you through the part of the form that concerns people the most, the personal statement. Now, there's lots of advice on this online about the characters you need to use. So we're talking about 4,000 characters, 500 words. But actually, for me, the challenge is actually, where do we begin? How do we get to the heart and soul of the project? And actually, I think that's quite hard to do if you don't understand how they're used in the first instance. So from our perspective, we genuinely want to know why you want to study the course. And this is where people tend to get a little bit flowery with us, if I'm quite honest with you. But actually, we just need to know this is where the evidence starts to come forward that you understand what you're getting yourself into. So you understand the course structure. Now, every university's degree tends to be different. So we may have uh, history degrees taught across a variety of universities, but the modules underneath the heading of the course is what makes us different. That's where our research comes through. So we need to know that you understand what exactly you're going to be studying on the course. And so you may have a passion for history from your time uh, at school or at work or, or just socially. But actually, are we sure that this is the right form of history for you? And, and you can find out that information online on our websites. And also you can check our reading lists. And I think that's a really important starting point uh, for the process, because if you look at the books we used to teach and you also see, you know, some of these books are written by the academics that are going to be teaching you. You're going to get a sense of what the nature of the course actually is. We also want to make sure, you know, you understand your strengths and weaknesses about how the course is assessed, because for us, the most important thing is we need to know you're going to make the most of the opportunity. And universities love mature students. It's a term, you know, we, we tend not to like to use, but the reality is it's the mature students. And we love you guys because you understand the nature of the opportunity. We want you to go into that with that confidence. The grades that you get, the, the marks that you get on your access course, the things you may have done in the world of work that might be applicable to what you're going to go on and do will tell us you're smart enough to start the course. The real essence of the personal statement is it tells us that you're able to finish. If we have to make a decision and we're only allowed 40 people onto a particular course, we need to know that those 40 people are as close to graduating with a good degree, maybe going on afterwards to postgraduate study, going on to the world of work afterwards, whatever it might be, we need to know that they're going to make the most of the opportunity that we present to them. So it's an opportunity to sell yourself. And I think this is a really, really hard thing to do because people in life are generally very good at telling us what we're not very good at. But this comes down to your own awareness. And I think, you know, Quite, quite honestly, for most people, this it's an unnatural element to do. But are you prepared to tell people what you're great at? This is your chance to introduce yourself to somebody you've never met before. Now, you can either start by being shy and retiring, or you can take this as an opportunity to tell us what you're great at. And let's, let's balance this out with arrogance. Let's make sure we're not saying, you know, I'm king of the world. I'm fantastic at everything I do. But please be aware of your strengths. Please be aware of the great things that you've done, but also demonstrate your research skills. You know, show us what you know. It's one thing knowing something, but we need you to be able to tell us about it. And if you do those kind of things, then you will beat the competition. And it is a competitive market again into university. Make no mistake. And it should be competitive. So by having a solid personal statement, you're able to say, you know what? 
I might not have the same experience as somebody from from this school or that college or that job, whatever it might be. But you know what? I'm the best candidate for this actual role. Now, if you don't have the confidence or the ability or the background to resolve that, to, to feel that you can say those things, then I'm afraid that will come down to you. This is a journey that's really important that you go on because you know, we look forward to teaching you. There's no admissions tutor that goes into this process and says, oh, I'm really looking forward to rejecting people today. It just doesn't happen. It's just not what we do. It's about finding those things within your own skill set, your own confidence, your own your own competencies and challenges to say, you know what, the things that I have done, the experiences that I have had are really, really worthwhile. So when I went to university, I was older than, than a lot of people. There was also a lot of people that were older than me. But it was the different experiential elements that we brought into the mix that meant the discussion groups, the context, the challenges that we had. It was so much more detailed. Uh, the nuances of experience really came shining through. So you may think to yourself, well, I've only had a job at a shop. I've only been doing this, whatever it might be. You know, you know, I've, I've been at home with my kids. Believe it or not, the challenges that you've overcome, the, the skills that you've learned and the things that you should celebrate that come from that really should come to the fore in this personal statement. So how do we use them? Well, you know, as we know from from last our last episode with Denise, the the application form goes through to UCAS. It, it arrives with us electronically. What happens then is that the admissions tutor, and that's somebody who normally teaches on the course, may be making decisions. It may well be an admissions officer who's in charge of processing the forms. They will go through your form and they'll make sure that your personal statement's right. You know, they're, they're drawing all the information through. And I think this is sometimes where people make mistakes because they accidentally plagiarize. They might take quotes from somebody else and they don't reference them properly. They might open with, you know, an introductory, uh, I have a dream, you know, from Martin Luther King. But we need to understand you, you know, you you understand the context of what you're actually doing. So we want to see a little bit of, of academic writing in there, you know, that you can edit your work, that you can punctuate correctly. Um, and so they can be used positively and negatively. But please, as I, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we do go into this process willing you on and wanting you to succeed. So. How do we structure the personal statement? Now, these slides will be available on the website because I know I'm just going to be talking you through this part of the process. But if we just spend a little bit of time on this. So for me, it goes in a structure that's this. Why do you want to study this course? We then move on to how have you selected these courses? What do you hope to gain from the course? Do you have career aspirations? Do you have relevant experience? And above all else, what are your interests and what makes you interesting? And they're the hard things to do. Now, when we find that most people approach a personal statement, I'll be, I'll be quite honest with you, the weakness is in the introduction because it's quite hard to actually be able to articulate to somebody, this is why I want to go on and do the things that I want to do. We understand that. So my advice to you would be to start at the bottom and work your way up because what makes you interesting plus what are your interests Plus, do you have the relevant experience? Plus, do you have career aspirations? What do you hope to gain from this course? And then how have you selected these courses? That journey in itself, if you add all those things up, it will explain to you why you want to do the things that you want to do. And so I often say, just write your introduction last. Now, when you've done that, of course, you need to be prepared to rewrite your personal statement from the top down to make sure that it flows. And I think it's very easy when we're doing things on Word that we cut and paste and we take bits and bobs out, we add things in. But to me, that's the basic structure that we're looking to achieve. So how have you selected these courses? You have a choice of five five options. 
when you apply to university. And I, I can't stress enough, it's so important that you, you make the most of that opportunity. I'd recommend you produce a table. And in that table, I'd like your five choices down one side and then populate it with the modules that you're going to be studying in the first year. There is normally six modules per year for most university courses. And what you'll find is actually there'll be at least one or two modules that we all do that are very, very similar. And in that table, you will be able to identify those things. Take the details of those down and actually be prepared to write about those rather than just listing you know, things that you, you, you liked in a particular subject. Let us know that you understand what you're getting yourself into. You understand the nature of the course. And then when we add to your career aspirations and your experiences from there, we've ended up with a very solid picture of the applicant as opposed to someone who's potentially just fishing for information. Now, different universities use personal statements differently. There's, there's no denying that. And, and if you're applying for an NHS related course, we've got to be prepared to use it like a job description, if you will. What are the skills that a nurse actually needs? And, and, and communication will always be one of the most important factors. We understand from the NHS uh, information that we received that that's all available to you. What are the core values of the NHS? And actually, communication to me is the one that most people tend to fall down on. But your experiences as somebody who's over the age of 21, this should be your strength because you've seen things, you've met different people, you've experienced different cultures, you've you've worked in different jobs, you've worked with children, you've worked with adults, you know, you've had neighbors. And actually these things that you take for granted are the thing that make you the most competitive when it comes to a personal statement. But additionally, we'd like you to be able to read around the subject. You know, it's really, really important that you you understand where the subject that you're going to be studying your degree in fits into the wider world. And that interest in the world around us makes for a more valuable statement. But above all else, we want to know your history and your futurology. We want to understand where you've been and where you're going. And if you can demonstrate that to us in a personal statement, then actually what we've got is an absolutely fascinating read. So I thought I'd just spend some time with a few little tips and then uh, I'll give you my email address at the end of this. And, and please do contact me. We're here to support you. We're willing you on to do well. But please, number one, make sure that you've researched the course. At least read the prospectus. But our websites are absolutely fantastic. All the modular information's on there. You'll, you'll get email addresses for admissions tutors and contacts that you can follow up and ask questions. Lots of brilliant questions. So you can build your understanding of what the course actually is. But that research sometimes comes across as a little bit lacking because we feel the need to demonstrate what we've already done. We don't talk about our futurology. We don't talk about our understanding of what we're going on to next. Have a strong beginning and a rational end. Uh, a personal statement is like a job interview. We remember how you walk into the room, just, just not how you leave unless you trip over or, or something like that. So make sure you've got a nice, strong beginning. Get time to get that right. Please don't open with a quote. Just tell us why you want to do the things that you want to do. But then don't spend too long on the conclusion. The reality is because you're reading you know, 40 to 100 to 200 of these, you just move on to the next one. It needs a conclusion. Of course, it needs a conclusion, but we need to make sure that we don't spend too much time on it. Don't copy your friends, though, or anybody else. You know, I think it's really healthy to get people to to read your information. Of course it does. And, and actually, there, there are a couple of tips in this that I think are really important. Number one, there's a feature on Microsoft Word now where it will read your document out loud to you. Hear your words back. Does your language flow? Have you used too many descriptive words? And we find people tend to get very, very flowery when they're writing about themselves. They're extra, 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 extra repetitive of words. We get lots of do, 
do's and don'ts and don'ts. So make sure you, you hear your words back. But whatever you do, if someone does read your personal statement and they change the essence of you, that's when it's gone wrong. That we, we tend to find people in willing you on to succeed can sometimes be critical whether they mean it or not. This is an empowering document. But equally, Please don't add too many exclamation marks. And we say, you know, if you're funny, we'll find out you're funny at some point. And we find a lot of people in a way of trying to, to present themselves positively. They try and use humor to do that. Uh, and what's funny to you on your laptop at any given moment that you're writing the personal statement might not work six months later. You know, if we're interviewing you on your personal statement or if we're reading in the admissions office. So it's a sober document. OK, so try and treat it as that. Just present us with the information that we need. But avoid lists. Anything you put, give us context. The how, what, why, and when. Why do you do the things that you do? And then tell us about what you got out of it, you know, what you learned from it. Much rather have one or two or potentially three things with more detail than a list of, of, of 15 things that you just skimmed through. There, there's no context. There's no evidence. We need to see that you can back up what you're saying. And so by presenting that context, that extra information to us, we understand that you understand what you're getting into. But please, when you, when you find that people do give you advice, it may well be they encourage you to, to not lie as such, but maybe little uh, manipulations of the truth. It doesn't need to be done. It doesn't, you are more than interesting enough. You are more than valuable to us. We want to be able to support you. Your honesty in the personal statement is an essential part of the process for us because then we know how to make sure you're going to get the best out of the course. But equally, we do find people add things to a personal statement that may well be, shall we say, out of date. Okay, They may well be five, 10, 15 years ago, unless they have particular relevance, then ideally we're looking things for things within the last one or two years. Now, if you're on an access course at the moment, it may well be that that relevance is that you were doing something that led you on to an access course. Of course, that's absolutely relevant. Of course it is. But let's make sure that we talk about what we're learning in the currency as well, that you understand where you are in the here and now. And lastly for me, and I think this is my most uh, important piece of advice because stress and anxiety affects us all in different ways. If you are called to any interview, be it for a job, be it for a university, please, please read the statement that you wrote before you go in. Remind yourself of the great things you have done and the even better things that you will go on and do empower yourself because when you walk into that room we want you to seal that deal we are willing you on so please just remind yourself of those things and i'm sure you're going to be very successful good luck take care my email address is r.rattray that's r-a-t-t-r-a-y at leadsbeckett.ac.uk i'd love to hear from you any questions any comments about the podcast anything you might need please don't hesitate to give me a call Many thanks now. Thank you for listening to Access Beckett. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to find out more about upcoming dates for our open days, you can check out our website, leadsbeckett.ac.uk, or follow the link in the description. 